Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, where do you want to start today? Well, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, a.k.a. that guy who runs that outfit over there, according to Joe Biden, uh, were at a Senate appropriations hearing this morning and uh, talking about funding for not only Israel, but also Ukraine, of course, because apparently we can't think of them as two separate conflicts, even though they are two separate conflicts. Whatever. Um... Pro-Hamas protesters showed up to make a reasoned and well-informed argument against further funding for Israel. Okay. Now, if you hear anything through that, I mean, it's a great vision for America. You just got to cut through that. What is this nonsense? You are funding genocide. Genocide. Okay, man. I think I need to get my hearing checked because I honestly couldn't make that out, and both of you heard it. It's like I can't hear the dog whistle anymore. Not that that's a dog whistle. <laughs> She's actually just saying it. Maybe wow. I, maybe I just have better senses for women screaming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're funding genocide. Again, what is Israel supposed to do? Just let Hamas take over? Let all their people be killed? Is that what they're supposed to do? Hamas knew this was going to happen. My goodness, man. Well, again, but in a free your... country, you can go out and scream your nonsense all you yeah. want. It's not going to change anything. Like your original point, what is Israel supposed to do? Dead. Did you see all the video, lady, of what happened in Israel on October 7th? Holy. Because a lot of that's been released to different media members. They can barely speak about it after they see it. So that didn't happen, or, or was that years of oppression build up? As Israel had tried to make peace several times. We've been over this a million times. These people, they won't listen to reason anyway. No. Their minds are made up. So you just got to deal with it the best you can, I guess. As far as Israel goes, I read this story today. Um, it was Daily Wire. They got it from the Telegraph. And it was the Israel Defense Force deploying this new weapon to trap and seal off Hamas terrorists inside the tunnel. Had you heard about this? Nope. Okay, let me try to explain how this works if you haven't heard it. They're called sponge bombs. Okay. Um, they've been using this in training exercises maybe over the last two years. But they're chemical bombs that when detonated rapidly expand into a foam that then quickly hardens. So that would allow Israel to prevent Hamas from ambushing them as they move through Gaza because they're able to seal off entire sections of tunnel. Mm. Um, the report said contained in a plastic container, the specialist devices have a metal partition separating two liquids. Once this barrier is extracted, the compounds mix as the soldier positions the bomb or throws it further ahead. 
and then it quickly hardens and you can't get past it, you're just locked in, basically, if you're the Hamas terrorist. Wow. That's like Avengers-type stuff, isn't uh, it? Yeah, well, I was... Like, gonna, futuristic. I was going to say, I think I've seen sci-fi movies with this type of technology where it's basically instant concrete yes. thrown out there. Where you're thinking of, like, Terminator from 1991. <laughs> right. Although I like hear... There's liquid, and it hardens, and it comes back, and it's like, holy smokes, that's real? I hear SpongeBob, and all I'm thinking is SpongeBob just, like, right. was radicalized yeah. or something. Thought the same exact thing. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, Patrick. Boom. <laughs> 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 it's just wild. Thought, uh, oh, chair. Now, as far as our president go, he was speaking yesterday? Uh, yeah, Joe Biden tried to talk about American leadership yesterday, and, well, here's how that went. Okay. American leadership and the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation can take away. There you go. What? What, what was that? Dude, I don't know. He's senile. Dude. Undeniable rights endowed by our creator that no creator. And the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation can take away. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. It's okay. funny that I've got uh, like a cue sheet for the audio pulled up on my computer and it's on a Google Doc mm -hmm. and it's got one of those blue squiggly lines under it, the grammar check lines. You click on it and it says unalienable. So that it, it <laughs> apparently Google Docs can also double as your Josetta Stone <laughs> instead of undeniable. <laughs> you know, when are they just going to say... Um, you know what, we're going to have this AI tool that's going to run five seconds behind Joe, and that way no one will hear what he actually says. It will be all the stuff that's corrected. And in a stronger voice of him from, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, instead of whatever that was that we just heard. Because that sounds, I mean, he sounds weak and feeble, man. He is weak. The undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. But and remember, then hanging out with the guy today. My, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Yeah, Lloyd Austin, Secretary yeah. of Defense, mm -hmm. that guy. Just, just remember what Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes told America. Sometimes when he gets tired, his lifelong stutter comes out. Yes, it does. You know, if you just look at the two interviews that 60 Minutes has done in the last few weeks, the one with Biden and then the one with Kamala, and it will show you how far 60 Minutes has fallen. It used to be this respected piece of journalism. It's an absolute joke to anyone paying attention anymore. Well, there was a clear bad guy, and they would bring him to heel. That was, that's what they did. They were like, hey, you could look at that and relate to it. Like, hey, this guy's been taking advantage of people at whatever big corporation. And, yes. you know, all of a sudden, Mike Wallace is in his lobby, and he's freaking out. But tell me but if we I'm can wrong. all look at the guy and go, yeah, that guy deserves what he's getting. It used to be, and I know this is going back like 20 years, that politically speaking, if it was a Democratic president, they would still hold oh, their feet to no, the fire. Absolutely, they would. Not anymore. Yeah. We got to prop them up. Man, oh, man. Now, the Today Show, they are doing some hard hitting journalism, and I know yeah. it's more of a magazine type show. Um, but is this tips for Halloween? Because as a uh, yes. former news director, David, if somebody under you brought tips 
as a story feature to you, you would not only say we're not running it. If you do it again, you're fired. Yeah, no tips. We're not we're not your mother, okay? You, got, you, you don't know. need to tell people in but, the summer to not wear a turtleneck. Right. Like, and good a, tip. But apparently on in Halloween, it's important to let everybody know all the time that, you know, it's dark, and if your kid's wearing dark clothing, a driver may not be able to see them. I, this is the dumbest. I, they do I mean, this every year. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's like an FCC regulation that everybody's got to do tips or whatever. The way this clip ends just made me laugh out loud because of everything that we've gone through over the last three years. But uh, this is the Today Show giving Halloween tips. All right. Roll it out. Think about outfitting your kids with some reflective tape. I mean, it might be a hard sell to get them to wear a headlamp, but it is safer and helps <laughs> them to be seen. Maybe a glow stick around the neck is a great Sorry, idea. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> a headlamp? What the hell? You're taping a headlamp to their head? Yes, apparently. Gosh, hey. <laughs> okay. That's you know, ridiculous. Dim, dim it when they're going, when, they're, when other kids approach. <laughs> dim your headlamp. God, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Also, think about what they're wearing. How does it fit? It shouldn't be loose. It shouldn't be too long like those capes or those mm-hmm. pants. That can be a real tripping hazard. And also, if it's too loose and flowy, it could catch on fire. If you're in a backyard, they have a fire pit. Sure. You're not aware of you know what you're wearing and your costume. Next thing you know is on fire. So look for flame-resistant materials. And a lot of schools ban masks. You know, they don't want kids wearing masks to school. So a good option is non-toxic makeup. <laughs> yes. This just made gone me from laugh. one extreme to the other. Yeah. You yeah. will wear. Wear a mask in this school. You won't you wear can't that mask. Wear a mask. Wear you paint. can't wear a mask for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But my granddaughter, who plays the clarinet, had to have a slit cut in her yeah. mouth so she could play it during COVID. Yeah, that's the dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Man? That, that was a complete waste of time. That was a complete waste of time. But you know what? I think it taps into something else. Okay, because the Today Show. I mean, it's left. It just is. Yeah. That's the way they think of parents. We are above everyone. You're all clueless. You don't know what to do. You need us to help you parent your kids because you're not smart enough to do it on your own. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. See, it's not their fault. They just don't know what to do. Don't let don't let little Johnny jump over the fire pit while he's got his cape on. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) And make sure he has a headlamp on so he can see the fire pit before he jumps in it. God. Oh. And get the record player so they don't work. Make sure you have the record player on at night. Make sure the kids hear words. you got to hear the words of a black activist in Oakland. You're going to love this seriously. Straight ahead. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed 
The cost of everything is crazy right now, and the shopping season is only adding more pressure. Especially if you're one of the millions of Americans who've already had to put things like groceries on credit and the bills just keep piling up. Now's the time to pay off that debt and get your finances under control before the holiday season. If you're a homeowner, American Financing can help you access the equity in your home for instant savings. They're saving homeowners just like you an average of $700 a month. And if you start today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments, giving you some extra holiday funds. It costs absolutely nothing to find out how much you can save. The holidays are going to be here before you know it, so call their salary-based mortgage consultants today. American Financing, call 866-890-7811. That's 866-890-7811. 866-890-7811. Or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. org. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this story from the Free Press. It's an opinion piece by David Malazko. Not familiar. Uh, but the Free Press has put out a lot of good stuff, and it's not conservative. I'll tell you that. Um, but there's some good storytelling and good opinion pieces because mm-hmm. you have a lot of people that have been on the left that are looking around saying, this is insane what's going on in this country. And as this piece goes, it's telling the story of Oakland and this particular gentleman, Seneca Scott, who told the interviewer, hey, meet me at my office. And it's where this community garden is. And he's an organizer. Okay. And already you're like, okay, a guy in Oakland on the left. Right. Okay. I I could figure what his politics are. Mm -hmm. But we'd all be wrong on that. Says it, this dude, he's 44 years old, drives up in his Jeep and hops out wearing pajamas, a down vest, and he's got a big smile on his face. He got it to paint the picture a long beard, uh, shoulder length hair, I would say. Mm-hmm. A little bit like James Harden, like when he has the dreads, I would say. Okay. Okay. With a, with a big beard. Got it. Okay. And he said, um, you know, this city is getting ruined right now. Said, you know, uh, the police, it takes forever to get here after they're called. Said, you know in the movies when they rob a bank and they set their watches, and it's like, all right, bro, we got 30 seconds, and synchronize. And then you know how long it's going to be? Said, now it's like 45, 50 minutes. It's insane. I can sit down and make a sandwich and bleep. <laughs> Smoke a cigarette, take selfies, walk home, because the police aren't coming. They're not even picking up. Wow. Jeez. And then it goes on in the story to talk about the number of homicides in Oakland from 2018 to 2022, jumped 79%. think we all sort of know the reason why. And Oakland now has California's second worst 911 response time. Different residents say they've waited 10 minutes before anyone picked up the phone. You're freaked out. Call 911. No one picks up. So as the story goes, says anybody who has the ability 
is making an exit plan to get out of here. No one wants to stay here. If they have the means, they're out. He said it's like you're going into a country, going into war soon, and people are looking at it like, how do we get out? That's what this town feels like. And so, you know, just looking at him, you know, a union organizer, he'd be this progressive, he'd be a Black Lives Matter guy, all that, not at all. He said the black people who live in the impacted neighborhoods were pretty much united in the fact that they didn't want to cut the police budget. The white people in affluent neighborhoods were pretty much united that they wanted oh, to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it didn't affect them at all, of course. Yeah, of course. We've seen that happen everywhere. And he just calls it out. And he calls himself a postpartisan solutionary. <laughs> he said he used to be a lefty and now unabashedly calls out phony progressives on Twitter for being, quote, dismissive toward black and brown people. Says he doesn't do left-right politics. And said that both parties cater to elites. I don't know if that's true, but that's his opinion. He said, we're building a multiracial, multi-class coalition. We're not using race as a divider, but a uniter. The Democrats wrongly demonize anybody who's a white man or say every single thing that's wrong with society is white supremacy. It's bull bleep. But they're doing it on purpose because they know if rural white people and inner city black people ever started voting together, we would be able to take our republic back. How many times has that been said? Dude, yeah. I remember talking about that in 2016. Like, you know yep. that, you know, you, you hear from people, and I'm not talking about just the activist class, but you hear from actual community leaders in the inner city. And then what, you know, Fox and Friends was hearing from people at the diner in wherever, Iowa. Yes. It's like, man, if these two groups of people would actually talk to one another and get rid of left-right politics yeah, and just trying to say, okay, enough with the crap, I mean, they would be a huge and powerful voting coalition. No doubt. So true. And I would just say, if you know, you're interested, it's worth a read. I mean, it's a long piece. There's one other story in this, though, David, I think you would probably appreciate and that's the fact that there were a couple of thieves going to steal from that garden. He came down with his gun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he got in trouble for having the gun. One mm -hmm. guy ran off. The cops showed up. They ended up, he was fine as far as the charges went, but he didn't get his gun back. He was mad about that. Yeah. They're trying to steal from his garden? Yes. Is it Elmer Fudd? <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he took it down there because he knew he was going to be confronting yeah, right. thieves. No, no, I get it. And another guy had a weapon, and he's like, uh, you got that? You got a knife? Well, look what I got. Yeah. He's like, whoa, and he was out of there. Rabbit's chewing but, his carrots up. Yeah. And then yeah. the state punishes the victim. Of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. Except they didn't go along with the charges. They end up dropping the charges. Okay. But it's a, it's a great piece. Um, also saw this for you uh, Taylor Swift fans. You know, she re-records her own music. I know. Yeah. A lot of artists will do that if they can because then they can make more money off of it. Mm -hmm. doesn't go to all the labels. Record labels are now trying to protect themselves against artists oh, doing man. that Yeah, in future contracts. <laughs> because they're like, wait a second, she's re-recording all these albums and we're not getting the money from the past albums now. No. Although the 1989 one, that one just started blowing up again. But yeah, they don't... I hate re-recordings. I hate them. I know you do. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day. There are uh, quite a few. I mean, keeping track of Israel's expanding 
uh, incursion into Gaza or invasion into Gaza, however you want to frame uh, frame it or phrase it. Uh, what's happening here in the United States in terms of anti-Semitism continues, and it's, it, it really is just continues to be shocking, even though it probably shouldn't be shocking at this point. Well, I mean, at Cornell, you know, talking about, yeah, Jewish students, someone should slit their throats. Are you joking me? Yeah. yeah. Well, and also Alejandro Mayorkas says that equity is going to be used to determine where aid goes to address the border crisis. <laughs> the guy should be in jail. Oh. Can't wait to hear that. News update. And what's your story? Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, you have a news update, David. Well, I got a couple. Alejandro Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, testifying in front of the Senate today, and he has confirmed, first and foremost, that there are at least 600,000 known gotaways at the border (laughs) in fiscal year 2023. Uh, Repeatedly refused to answer questions asking how many illegal immigrants have ties to known terror groups saying only that DHS takes appropriate enforcement action for any national security threat. No, there's something more on people's minds right now Yeah. after what happened in Israel and what we've seen in our own country with the demonstrations. Yeah. So he's not addressing that question head on. Oh, it's no. We take all threats seriously. Okay, dude, if it's a threat from the Girl Scouts, that's one thing. If it's Hamas or Hezbollah, it's something else. Yeah. So tired of this guy. Well, parents at school board meetings, that's a threat. Of course it is. The FBI's got to look into that. Absolutely. White white extremists. Right. Yeah. Uh, And then he was also asked about funding for uh, states dealing with the border crisis. If you remember, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Senator Kirsten Sinema out of Arizona raised all sorts of holy hell because they passed a new shelter uh, a program with the big omnibus bill at the end of last year. And a majority, the bulk of the funding for that, specifically to deal with illegal immigrants and, and housing them, a, the bulk of that money wound up going to New York. And she <laughs> made the case, well, because the, well, the top Democrat in the House is a representative from New York. Uh, the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, represents yep. New York. So New Yorkers were taking care of New Yorkers, and everybody else was left to fight over the scraps. So today, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was asked, uh, how are you going, if, if we give you, he's asking for like $1.4 billion. The Dorcas wants $1.4 yeah. billion after everything else. So he was asked, how are you going to distribute those funds? Because, you know, it's been very lopsided. Uh, away from border states, actually. Yes. Okay. Uh, we have sought $1.4 billion. We have learned a great deal from our prior administration of the Shelter and Services Program and its predecessor, the Emergency Food and Shelter Program. You should have learned how to protect the border because that's supposed to be your job. We do intend to engage extensively with border communities as well as interior cities with respect to the allocation of the funds should Congress 
um, uh, execute on what we believe is desperately Gosh. needed. It's and done. we will yeah. be fair and equitable uh, and ensure that the funds are distributed according to where the need is greatest. I'm trying not even to get tripped because I, I, I know uh, it, the guy's going to go up there and read his words. He's not going to answer questions. It's going to be the same old thing. But it's just filibustery nonsense. Yes. Just it's garbage. Just words. My eyes roll in the back of my head so often, I think they're stuck there now. Yeah, I mean, golly. The guy should be impeached. Nobody loses their job in this administration. Nobody's been fired. Nobody. No, they don't. Nobody. I mean, you could go down the list of these people. Oh, they're everywhere. I mean, just off the top of my head, can you think of anyone, though, in in the administration? I know he's doing what he's told to do. That has been worse for our country than that guy of not doing his job. No, I can't. Especially potentially what could happen in the future. Because that's what we're all afraid of. And the checks and balances, they're just not there. I mean, yeah, he'll waddle into Congress every once in a while and he'll get yelled at for a while and then just keep doing the same things over and over. It doesn't change. And I think that's, you know, what is so frustrating about all of it. Okay. Now we go to the story out of the Connecticut High School. It's been targeted. Yeah, this is in uh, Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, Authorities are investigating after swastikas were found drawn on a high school campus there, and it's the second time in the last month. Basically, October 7th happens, and boom, this uh, particular school or this school district uh, in Stamford gets targeted. Where's the Department of Homeland Security on that? You know, that's a good question. Stanford Police Department's investigating it. They're trying to mm-hmm. figure out who's doing it and then why. And, and you know, is this is this just like... They're saying it's not somebody from the school community. I don't know how they know that, but that's what they say at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is this a situation where maybe some students are just trying to do off-color and completely inappropriate jokes or... Is there seriously some sort of threat? Man, but it seems like they know enough to say it's within the school. No, they're saying they're saying it's not. It's not within the school. So they know that much, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'd like to see someone ask Mayorkas on that. Are you familiar with this? You've said before white supremacy is the biggest threat that we face. What about all the anti-Semitism? This guy. I mean. <laughs> you know what? I just have to get at some point with Mayorkas, people like that. I just rest knowing at some point. I know we got to switch gears. It's that part of the show. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today. David, what's your story? This is kind of fascinating to me. The Financial Times did a deep dive into the cost of college all around the world and how much student loan debt there is. We hear a lot about American student loan debt, obviously, because we live in America, and that's been one of the biggest um, political and social topics of conversation in the last several years is the ballooning cost of a college education and student loan debt and, and, and all of that. What I did not realize was that the U.S., one, is not alone, and is really, in terms of the amount of debt that's out there, 
not even really at the top of the list. Really? What they looked at, uh, the UK, on average, students in the UK leave college with uh, pretty much double the amount of debt as the average uh, United States citizen. Jeez. With the taxes they pay? Yeah. Norway leads the United States. Norway has free college. But but part of it is, uh, and this is the, the, I know it gets a little wonky and in the weeds, but when you talk about like free college, and we've yeah. talked about this over the years, when somebody like Elizabeth Warren comes out and says, well, we need to make a four-year university degree free, which means taxpayers subsidize it, obviously, more than we currently are already. Um, the problem is when you make it free, the value of that degree goes down precipitously. Sure. And so, like, in Western European countries, like in France, one of the things is is that, you know, you've got a free college education, but nobody really cares about that degree. Uh, if you really want to get ahead, you're going to private institutions. <laughs> and, well, that and that's much more right. expensive than the public yes. options here in the United States. Uh, in terms of the amount of debt that the average student or graduate will be holding after leaving college, uh, U.S. is fourth behind England, Norway, and Japan, basically tied with New Zealand. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. I know. You know, great story, David. That's a great. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that in. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they treat it like Ticketmaster, like there's an entry fee of forty thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it's free. However, ten grand to park, forty thousand to come in the door. But besides that, everything's free. Yeah. What's your story? We do this every day. It's not the biggest one out there, but what's yours, Scott? Well, there's a story going around. People's jobs are being targeted for supporting Hamas. We talked about those 36 student groups at Harvard, remember, mm-hmm. and uh, what was going on with those. And so now uh, a, a, the Intercept has issued this story. So we're seeing people being fired from their jobs, being investigated by HR over their social media posts or conversations with colleagues and having job offers rescinded. There is a clear trend now that people's jobs are being targeted right now as we speak. Because of their support for Hamas. Right. It seems that companies don't want to be associated with those people. That's what it seems like. Yeah. uh, To quote the liberals, though, it's not cancel culture, okay? It's not cancel culture. It's accountability culture. That's what they've been preaching in our way for a long, long time now. Well, well, it's it's not canceling somebody because of something that they put in a private message on Twitter when they were 15. Right. You're talking about legal adults out there supporting a terrorist attack against the Jews. Yeah, I think there's a moral imperative now to maybe exclude people who want you dead. Call me crazy. A huge difference. You use the lyric of some rap song when you're in high school, and it's problematic, and it caused a lot of pain, and that person should be canceled. Now, it's totally different. People are saying pro-Hamas... Hamas, the freedom fighters, from the river to the sea, and they wonder, what's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. Free speech! These people, the same people, or the same mindset and ideology, tried to cancel Kyler Murray a few years ago, because when he was 15, he used the word queer on Twitter a couple of times. Right. Give me a break. Hurtful. Uh, For my story today, what's your story? Kind of dovetails off something we were talking about yesterday. A lot more people back in the office. 
saying, hey, you got to come in. It's just part of it. And so sales of a particular product are up because of that, they say. <laughs> that would be deodorant. <laughs> yes, the parent company of Degree and Axe Body Spray announced that deodorant sales are rebounding after this huge drop during the pandemic. Golly. Who needs to smell good around family? Sitting there in your own filth on your computer. Okay. So as people were staying home more, they're just like, yeah, we've done all right for a while without that deodorant. Well, do you live alone? <laughs> That's my question. Right? Yes. I mean, golly. Did you ever stop using deodorant? No, I did not. No. I think so. Um, but personal care stuff is not just deodorant. It also includes soap and body wash. Golly. So apparently people are also showering more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wild to me, man. Gosh dang. Because I suppose, you know, your view of the world is a lot of times like your own existence and you feel like you're going to be around people. But when you think about it, there are plenty that live, well, alone. So in that case, I mean, as long as you're not offended by your own funk, I guess, just roll with it. But that's surprising to a lot of people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Much to get to. Um... Are you serious, David? Politico did a piece on Ron DeSantis, and they asked the experts if he was wearing height-boosting inserts? Yeah. Oh, God. That's what we're talking about? Well, I got to admit, I want to know the answer. We'll get to that much more coming up. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. The sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, this is a story about Ron DeSantis from Politico. Yeah, some of the weirdo uh, online influencers uh, in favor of Trump have been pushing this for a long time now. That Ron DeSantis uh, is wearing uh, lifts in his cowboy boots. He's heightening. <laughs> yeah, he's heightening. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now, now Politico has decided to get in on the action, and, and um, they actually talked with three top experts in cowboy boots to determine wow. whether or not he is, in fact, lifting. <laughs> I, I can't help it. I'm laughing right now. And, uh, well, they say, yeah. The, okay. So one of the guys they talked uh, they talked to is a uh, Houston-based uh, 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 bootmaker who said, "Yeah, I've dealt with politicians many times. There are a lot of Texas politicians that like to get a little bit more lift because you know if you're if you're five ten and you can get up to six foot, there's a perception difference there on the campaign trail." Didn't name and they've any studied of the this stuff. That's the thing. You think yeah. it's yeah. so crazy, but it does make a difference. It's weird. Who's got a Rolodex full of experts on heightening? Yeah. Well, apparently Politico. Um, <laughs> they talked with another guy who said, yeah, if you actually look at uh, one of the photos, you can tell because of the way that um, the top of the boot fits. Because a good-fitting boot, they say, is supposed to get on like really tight. You're, basically, you're supposed to feel... Uh, difference in air pressure when you put your foot in so it's supposed to be pretty snug on your calf and then after a while it gets worked in yeah and that's why it's a comfortable old boot right like the snake skins from 87 you bet exactly yeah um but if you have the lifts in there if you've got the little wedge in there yeah it makes it harder to get a snug fit or a, a tight fit so you have to get it a little bit wider uh, so they said that based on analyzing a photo of mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis, it looks like everything else fits, but the, the where it hits on the calf is too loose to be actually the right-fitting boot. And they think, well, he got, a, he got a little bit bigger in order to accommodate the lift. And the boot's already going to make you taller. Yeah. Wow. And when you say that, all I can think about is Trump talking about Bloomberg and the box. You know, now he wants a box for the debates. <laughs> because yeah. he was so short. He, he's a tiny little guy, yeah. <laughs> and I don't even remember now. Was that true? Did he really want a box? No, he didn't want a box. Okay. <laughs> See, that's how this happens. Yeah. I could not even remember if it was true or not. <laughs> that's so hilarious. You know, now he wants a box for the debates. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think... I think Trump believed that Michael Bloomberg wanted it because someone had made a joke. Joke about it. About how he's going to need a box to stand on. And Trump just kind of like, it flew by him at a million miles an hour. But but it's stuck in his brain that someone said Michael Bloomberg wanted a box. And so now I'm going to say it. By the way, speaking of flying by, we mentioned this just briefly earlier. This is from like a science publication about flies that land on your food. Oh, yeah. Because you just kind of shoo them away, right? Yeah. You keep on eating. <laughs> like, well, you know what that fly does? The first, like, second or two, it lands on the food. It starts vomiting digestive fluid yeah. on it because it's trying to get it soggy enough that it can slurp it up since it doesn't have teeth. Oh, God. And then they bring up, well, you know, what 
it probably is because they buzz around manure a lot. Yeah. So it's slurping that up, and then it's it's little vomit on your food. Even if it's a tiny amount, it could be bacteria, and it could include salmonella and E. coli. Think about that, Scott. Want some extra fly vomit, please? <laughs> Can I have it for dipping sauce? <laughs> Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Roberts. Got a news update here, David. Uh, yeah. So the FBI director, Christopher Wray, testifying in front of Congress today. And Noel talked about uh, how Iran has actually funded people to try to take out government officials on American soil. Wow. As the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism, the Iranians, for instance, have directly or by hiring criminals mounted assassination attempts against dissidents and high-ranking current and former U.S. government officials, including right here on American soil. And along those lines, Hezbollah, Iran's primary strategic partner, has a history of seeding operatives and infrastructure obtaining money and weapons and spying in this country. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know what's also fascinating about this is uh, another Biden administration official also testified today. This is the National Counterterrorism Center Director, Christine uh, Abizaid, said, I would not have any indications of an Iranian threat inside the United States that should be of concern. So which is it? Holy smokes, they don't know? They're not telling one another? And we're to believe from these people that white supremacy, that's the biggest thing as far as some sort of threat as a nation that we face. But yet there's been all these threats to take out different officials. We know that for fact. Well, not everyone there knows that. Just a few certain people, I guess. Has anybody talked to anybody? Is there a unanimous response coming from there? Yeah. We were afraid of the spread of Islamophobia. Is that what it is? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Look, man, considering all the amount of people pouring through the border, odds are very likely that there are going to be terrorists sprinkled in there. Right. I know. I know. That certain media outlets will try to say that that's like a right wing talking point. Oh, well, it, it makes mathematical sense. You just ask yourself the question if you're Hamas or if you're Hezbollah. Well, of course. And you have the resources that you do because we've all found out they have a lot more resources than a lot of people knew about. You wouldn't send some people up through the southern border? Well, that's the easiest way to get in. Of course. What, what better way is there to get in? There isn't. <laughs> I, I just that's astounding david i can't wrap my head around the idea though that you've got one guy in the intelligence community saying yeah they've tried to kill u.s officials on american soil and another person is saying no threat no we don't know then biden gets reached for comment and he says iraq afghanistan ukraine iran right. can't, 
can't play basketball with Bigfoot anymore. You know the thing. Yeah. There's no way we were ever going to unite Ukraine. I mean, excuse me, Iraq, Afghanistan. No way that was going to happen. Them people over there, it's a mess. Right. You know the thing. Okay. Wow, that's something, man. Um, and that's unfolding. We'll have updates on that a little bit later. Okay, let's get to the audio of this protester talking to Blinken. Oh, yeah. Well, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin uh, testifying in front of the Senate today, talking about more funding for Israel and Ukraine and a pro-Hamas supporter. Well, actually, many protesters uh, showed up to demand a ceasefire. And one lady was there to demand an opportunity to speak at the table alongside Blinken and Austin. Did anyone ever tell any of these people, you don't get to demand anything. It's, it rings hollow. Demand what? Right. From where? Who are you? President and I have both stressed the need for Israel to operate by the rule. Why are we even having to rescue them? The committee will suspend. They're suspending it? For yeah. what? Booter. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're just like pressing pause on the testimony while they get the wackadoodle okay. out of there. Have her go pick up garbage somewhere. Be useful. Let them be at the table. Why aren't they at the table? Ceasefire now. I beg you. Ceasefire now. <laughs> That's the look on Robin's face. Oh, God, oh, that yeah. voice. I've said... I've sat behind her at games before, I swear. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you dated her in her 20s. <laughs> that may have happened, too. I don't know. One, well, That's a one and done there, though. You missed your turn! <laughs> <laughs> what a nut. Yeah, that, wow, that's, man. A, that's a person that probably doesn't have many substantial interpersonal relationships. Well, no. it's like you said, too, Jamie, when you see all this. Do these people have jobs? Does anybody work? What do they do all day? I mean, they just, this is just right. your gig? I exactly. go protest. This is my... I don't know. Somebody buys the paint, the red paint to put on my hands, and I'm screeching. and I don't know what they do. They got a substantial amount of money in the bank after her first and only boyfriend told her, I'll pay you a million dollars to go away. You leave me alone. You at least feel good for her cats today. They got a little break from it. Right. She starts, you know... They just got their little paws over their ears. Poor little kitties. That oh. dude didn't take anything for granted either. He moved. <laughs> right. <laughs> that guy lives in Israel right now, ironically. Yeah. Hadn't planned on it, but he Get moved. the hell out of there. Yeah. She should smile more. I do know that. Wow. It'd be one of those creepy smiles. Unnerving smile. Yeah. Ah, That's a woman picture. who knows how to make rabbit stew. She doesn't need <laughs> meat, but she it, knows buddy. how to make rabbit stew. Oh, buddy. All right. Story out of Boston. What's this, David? Oh, man. The mayor of Boston, Michelle Wu, has put in a new rule uh, to deal with a massive tent city in South Boston. It's known locally as Methadone Mile. I mean, it's just, I mean, hundreds of tents that are used to also obscure drug trade and and whatnot. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare. And so starting tomorrow, the cops are going to be clearing out the tents setting up a heavy police presence to prevent anyone else from camping there and to clean up the drug dealing that's been going on there for years. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I'm glad that they're finally sort of seeing the light here because if you remember, in 2020, when she was a city council member, 
Michelle Wu tried to partially disarm the police because she didn't I bet think she that did. The, she did not think that the cops needed military style weapons, whatever the hell that means, and even called for defunding the police. Here's what she said in an interview with the local NBC station. Okay. What's clear, I think what everyone agrees on is that we are not investing enough in communities, right? And it's a question of how do we want to prioritize the limited resources and the public dollars that we have. The first place that it should go probably shouldn't be to trying to solve problems way at the end after people have already been hurt, after, you know, when when bringing in that kind of background also introduces a whole bunch of risks, particularly to communities of color, particularly to black residents. And now it's like, now seeing the light because reality's coming knocking. Yeah, now it's like send send in the stormtroopers now. Right. Well, yes. I mean, this is what happens. It happens all the time. Yeah. I'm going to go off on a tangent. I'll make it fast. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want. They don't know quite what to do. And you're like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Why do you bring that clip in? Because that's the thought. People don't know how to raise their kids, so they need social workers to help them. And then you got dopes like this person in Boston to say, well, we don't need military-style weapons. What does that mean? What, a gun with a magazine? Yeah, if you're a cop, you need that. But it always includes throwing more money at a problem. Yes, and we need to invest this stuff. Absolutely. Invest, invest, invest. But the root of the problem is still not going to get solved. No, because... These people will not get that through their head. Investment, by definition, means you get a return on the investment. There's no return on this money hole. You just keep throwing money at stuff. That's their solution to everything. Of course. It needs more money. Always. We got a story about Gavin Newsom. I don't know if you saw it. He played some... uh, pick up basketball with some kids in China. Damn. Did you see what he did there, I did. kid? I did. Holy smokes. What'd you think of it? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's a little kid. Mm. Okay. All right. I saw the headline at Daily Wire. It says, Gavin Newsom tackles kid during basketball game. And I'm like, holy smokes. Well, what happened? And I watch it. Okay. I'm sorry, Daily Wire. Uh, he didn't tackle him. No, he didn't kid. tackle him. He no. ran him over. He ran him. Yeah, he just well, ran yeah. him down. But it was accidental. Okay, I'm sorry, dude. If you've ever played basketball with kids and you're going to move a little bit and a kid moves right in front of you, they're going to get trucked. That just happens. And then Newsom is trying to actually, I'm sorry I'm defending him, as he's going down, he kind of cradles the kid so the kid doesn't fall too hard. And then he rolls him over and now he's embarrassed. He's trying to pat him on the back to make sure the kid's okay. It was a terrible look. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Because at first he tries to spin the ball on his finger. Yeah. And it doesn't go well. And then he tries it again, and it goes for like a second. And then he's got the behind the back, and he's trying to be cool guy. And that's when he's going to drive to the bucket, and the kid gets in his way. The kid learned the hard way that you got to respect somebody's lane and their physical <laughs> and their physical size difference over you. You know, you got to put your body in there. You're going to take that charge. Yeah. And I would say it was a charge on Newsom if I was calling that. The, the weird... But the thing here's the thing about the story to me: kid was planted. What are you doing in China? Playing basketball. No. No, he was on a week-long trip to discuss various climate issues. Of mm-hmm. course he was. As the, the te- governor of California? Well, that got, guy's running for president. Yeah. Well, they're they're oozing money, too, by the way. They got a bunch of it to throw around. So, yeah. Oh, my. No problem. The I, visit was focused on climate action, economic development, and tourism, and working to actively combat xenophobia. God, this guy. 
Do you see the anti-Semitism in your state, by, you dope? By trucking one Chinese child at a time. <laughs> yeah. We are, uh, the weird part to me about the video is as he like kind of cradles the kid and he's trying to save face. Yeah. I think he says, I love you to the kid. Is that what he said? Did you hear that? I didn't I mean, hear. I thought he said, I got you. Oh, I thought he said, I love you. Man, well, we better get clarification on that. There's a big difference. Like, I got you. Like, I ain't going to let you get hurt. I'm going to catch your fall. Let me me play it here. He's going. He's going. Boom. (laughs) There's some laughter. Oh, he did say, I got you. Okay. You're right. Wasn't some Epstein thing, just for clarification. All right, that's good. Wow. Um, by the way, the second post from Newsom's office said he ended his week-long trip in, uh, to China in Shanghai by touring the most productive Tesla EV plant in the world and launching a new climate partnership with the city. No. Who in the no. state of California is asking for that right now with everything else going on there? Wow. Accelerating climate action. That's what they're working with Shanghai on. Please. Dude, they're laughing at you. Don't you get that? All right. Speaking of climate change, there's some new stats you'll love to hear straight ahead. Triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. There's a lot of great things about the holiday season, but it's also a stress factory. Dealing with shopping, travel plans, kids' events, plus all the regular stuff you need to do, it's easy to get overwhelmed. HelloFresh gets it, and they're here to give you a break from the meal planning and trips to the grocery store. HelloFresh has more than 45 options to choose from each week. HelloFresh delivers all the quality, farm-fresh ingredients you need right to your door, pre-portioned and ready to cook. They also have snacks, quick breakfast, and easy lunches to cover mealtime anytime. And you can even save money because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. HelloFresh handles all the hard stuff so you can actually enjoy cooking at home again. Don't stress about mealtime. Sign up for America's number one meal kit today and you'll get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That means one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
How do Americans view climate change? Just saw this. Pew Research. This is interesting. 63% of Americans expect things to get worse in their lifetime. Well, yeah, but not because of climate change. No, they think it is because of climate change. Oh, okay. Yes. So I'm bringing it up. All I'm thinking is, and we've talked about this so many times, especially over the summer and late summer, because that would be the open of the morning news shows. Extreme heat. Oh, yeah. And constantly. That was the big story, and we hear about it all the time. There was some piece talking about how climate change affected your pumpkins this year for Halloween. (laughs) I'm not joking. I'm serious. But they're taking... (laughs) People's temperature on this. Hello. And this is the part that I thought was really interesting. 43% of Americans right now think that climate change is causing a great deal or quite a bit of harm to people in the United States today. So I asked the uh, question, Yeah. how do you think it is? What do you think people are thinking that it is? David? Well, I, again, I, I think it's just being bombarded by headlines of uh, scorching heat in Arizona because it's never been hot in the summer in Arizona before. Um, and they're seeing coverage of hurricanes and you're being lied to every day when they say there's never been a more powerful set of storms. Well, that's well, that's really not true. There well, was I think, freak, yeah, right on your point. Go yeah, ahead. There was a freak storm in Mexico on the other, uh, not on the Atlantic side, but on the other side of Mexico that came out of nowhere, and a lot of people died. And so a lot of people were saying, oh, see, these are more powerful, more common, et cetera. Well, also, you got to remember the infrastructure in Mexico is not the same as it is in the United States. Hurricanes, no matter the uh, category, are infinitely more survivable in the United States because of building codes than they are anywhere else in the world. Yes. And the other thing that people don't bring up when they're talking about numbers, it's a lot more people live there. Yeah. And wildfires was the other thing that I thought of because there's always, we've never seen anything like this and it's climate change and they just go along with the story and mention climate change along with wildfires, like, that's absolutely the cause. And so if that's the whole marketing ploy, then that is definitely Well, it's working. like there's no other option. It's climate change. End of story. Yeah, we've talked about many times. A degree and a half over, I forget how many years it is, 60, 100, somewhere in there. Yeah, it has okay. nothing to do with infrastructure or underbrush or... Right. It, you know, nothing. It, it, it's always climate. It is, has to be climate change. Yes. Or the, you know, inequities of whoever's running government in those places. Yes. Yeah. And 23% of Americans think they'll have to make major sacrifices in their everyday lives because of climate change. Yeah. Uh, about 48% say minor sacrifices. But major, what would that be? Yeah, ah. This is the th- This is the existential threat to health. Not your 17 COVID shots. that's okay yeah i've noticed switching gears uh vaccine coverage of stories man that's fallen like crazy oh gosh yeah nobody's even talking about it i mean besides the commercials on tv yes but the fact that very few are getting it there's no coverage of that no and the more news that comes out about vaccine injury not just in the united states around the world Mm mm-hmm 
It's just not covered. Nope. And these stories will come out, but you'll have to... (laughs) You won't be able to get them from legacy media, put it that way. Nope. It'll be independent reporters that bring us those stories. Pretty wild. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. The big story today is, David? Uh, Now, I think it's... uh... Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, and Christopher Wray talking about the very real threat of a terrorist attack within the United States. Yes. Um, and a lot of this, of course, now Alejandro Mayorkas will never cop to this, but it's because of his failed uh, or his failure to control what's happening at the southern border. That's obviously a big part of it. And then also when you see what's going on in the Middle East right now, there are a whole lot of people, it seems like, ready to do a lot of bad things. Yes. And some people have been warning about this for years. And then there are other people within the government that say it's actually not happening. It's not a threat. How is that possible? That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. The sexy boomer. Capitalized sexy. Scott Robbins. Uh, News update, David Van Camp. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is testifying in front of the Senate. And Senator Josh Hawley asked him about one of his employees, in fact, one of the people who is in charge with resettling migrants, who posted like the day of or the day after the October 7th terror attacks in Israel support for what Hamas did. If you remember, uh, was repeating many of the same slogans. We talked about it at the time. Uh, also included a, a, a picture of somebody uh, paragliding into Israel. Yes. Describing the terrorists as freedom fighters and whatnot. So Josh Hawley just wanted to know, is she fired now? And that's a great question. That's a great question. Okay. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. I'm sorry. What have you This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Oh, my God. Get him out. Yeah, get him out. So how did that end up, David? Well, I still don't know because he wouldn't answer the question. Of course he doesn't. He doesn't answer anything. Golly. Okay, you look at me like you want me to say it. You want me to bring up the dog collar. People have heard it before. I don't Dude, say it again. it's a great idea. It's time has come. It'll never happen. It's just like if I was putting together a movie to entertain people. A weasel like Mayorkas, you do, you put the dog collar, the shock collar, mm-hmm. big one, and every time he weasels on an answer, who wouldn't want to watch that movie? And I think that position should be up for election. It should be on the ballot. Who, who gets to do, who gets yeah. to do that? You're, you're the cabinet shocker. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're not answering the question. Yeah, you got to go in front of the in front of Congress, and they yeah. need to, uh, you know. Make sure you're electable, and and there you go. You work for us, you clown. Right. Answer the questions. Right. He won't do it because he didn't fire her. 
He wants people like that on his staff. Right. Look at the job he's done. I'm all, he's an activist. He's always been an activist. I'm all for shock collar equity, too. He's one of those people mm-hmm. that you're pretty much convinced hates the country. That's why he wants to change it so much. But, you know, again, I mean, point to his success. There is none. There aren't any. I mean, it's if you're three, an activist, you could say, look right. at all the success. We got millions of people across. But we're three years into this it's lame disgusting. administration. And this guy, we've got more problems now than we've ever had. There's an increase, multifold increase of people crossing at the border. He's in charge of it. And his job is safe. Yes, it He's is. He's buying things on time. <laughs> you know, I read this piece in the free press from Olivia Rheingold talks about people that have come across the border. What is it in New York since spring? Like 130,000? Yeah. And shipped there? Yep. Well, Olivia was talking to some people that went about it the right way, came into the country legally, went through the process. Uh, And what she was talking about, man... There are these Hispanic residents around New York. They're so mad at what's going on, they're considering voting red. Which means something. Yeah. Yeah. In New York. She starts, you know, the left does this all the time. They'll give these anecdotal stories of someone, like some sort of sob story. Mm-hmm. I love it and because she flips it. She's talking to this guy, Marcos Marte. Arrived in America 30 years ago. Took his first job he could get. He had graduated with an engineering degree back in the Dominican Republic. Inflation there was like double digits. So he finds himself in a factory line in Long Island. Says for 16 hours a day, he raced to pull defective steering wheels out of an oven, scraping off the rubber casing so that it could be redone. He said, I got burned up all the time. And then he shows the scars on his wrist, Mm -hmm. pulling these wheels out. It's part of the gig. And they tell the story he was called Mr. Overtime at the time, since he not only picked up extra shifts, but even bought a van to make more money transporting other employees to the factory. He said no one ever offered him a giveaway, but he says he wouldn't have taken one anyway. He said, I never knew any place where I could apply for food stamps because I refused to. That creates a habit of not working, which is something you've said a million times, mm-hmm. Scott. But now he hears that uh, people here illegally, currently pouring into New York City by the thousands, are given hotel rooms, right? laundry, daycare. Yeah. Eric Adams, the mayor, says that every night a migrant family is in the city's care. The local government spends an average of $394 for food, shelter, and medical care. And that makes a guy like Marcos Marte, who is 62 years old now, very angry said, it's the mindset of the pinata. Somebody's going to hit it, and everybody's going to pick from it. And before, it was like work, save, enjoy your retirement with dignity. Not anymore. Said, it's not fair. And It's a longer story. It's worth a read. But it does say there are a lot of people, Hispanics in New York, that came in legally, going about it the right way, that are ticked off, seeing what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. You bust tail forever, and then you're looking at people, their hands out, yeah, you'd be ticked. But that story the left is one that they're not going to tell that story. No, they're not. Uh, they're going to find somebody, 
some mother with a child and some weepy story that starts and runs on the nightly news. Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. David, you got a story out of Chicago. This is, how is this person not in jail? Yeah, a dude got busted with 62 pounds of cocaine rolling through Chicago's Midway Airport. Mm. He wasn't locked up after being arrested. Instead, he's at home waiting for his court date. Now, Terrence Slaughter is the guy's name. Uh, the cops caught him carrying the cocaine in two roller bags at the airport with a street value of $3.5 million. Now, according to CWB Chicago, oh. prosecutors charged him with a Class X uh, manufactured delivery of cocaine. They did not, however, ask the judge to detain him before trial. The Safety Act and whatnot at work. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, the pro-crime bill that was signed into law yes. this year in the state of Illinois. Uh, so the judge released him with instructions to show up to, for court, stay in the state, stay away from the airport. Um, now, here's the thing. This isn't a guy who, I mean, one, I think, yes, you, you, you're a drug trafficker if you're walking around with 62 pounds of cocaine. And yeah, you are a danger to society and you should be locked up until your trial. Um, With the shape your back's in, Scott, you wouldn't even be able to carry that thing. Yeah. Well, I, I would use it as service cocaine. <laughs> but <laughs> it's emotional support gam- cocaine yes. is what it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. David Slaughter got out of jail just a few years ago. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison because he'd been caught stealing 33 guns from a retired police officer and selling them to gang members. This is a and bad he's out guy. But apparently, yeah, he's fine to be at home while awaiting his court date. Okay, I don't want to hear anybody, any Democrat Illinois somewhere talking about, we got to do something about gun violence. Right. You let this guy out? Yes. Well, they, they got the guns at the loophole at gun, shop, gun shows. So that's where Right, well, it was the retired police officers. Right. You know, unsecured firearms loophole, apparently. Right, apparently it was. Magazine, high capacity, dear Kevlar. Blow, blow All that up. nonsense. You just let this guy out. You're not serious about it. You don't want law-abiding citizens armed. That's what it comes down to every time they do the gun grab crap. Golly, man. All right. I'm going to lighten the mood. We're going to talk holiday. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know we're a ways away. Starts tomorrow, though. Yeah. But the New York Post had it, so I'm just going to bring it up here on the show. Because you're probably going to have some lady on your list. You want to buy her something nice this year. Mm -hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow's 2023 Goop Holiday Gift Guide is out. Oh, heck yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Uh, They mentioned some of the uh, more ridiculous items. Uh, we do have the leather tennis ball holder. Got to have something to hold your tennis balls, uh-huh. Scott. Okay. This one's leather. Now, is this one actually made for literally tennis balls? Yes. Okay. That's the way I take it anyway. Uh, holds four of them. It's $350. There you go. Uh, Chanel roller skates are $5,125. Uh, what else we got? Uh... We got a doghouse. Hermes makes the doghouse. Yeah. For $1,925. Okay. There is an Olympia Latin Eiffel Tower book clutch. Book clutch? 
Isn't that hold the books together, David? Uh, I thought a book clutch. I thought a clutch would be like a small purse. Oh man, that might be. I have no idea. I'm trying to picture it in my head. It's fifteen hundred dollars. That makes it ridiculous to me. Wow. Yes. Uh, a baby wardrobe trunk, $73,000 from Louis Vuitton. A baby wardrobe trunk. 73000 Yes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can use it for about six months. Okay. Then there's this little sword you can open champagne bottles with. Uh, the champagne saber is $199. And then, uh, well, a little stocking stuffer. A 6.8-inch, 24-karat gold. Uh, no. No. Call that a... No. Maritalade. Mm. That Di- vibrates. You said, what was it? Diamond-encrusted, you said? 24-karat gold. No. Hmm. It reaches that spot. Okay. Of the G variety. I'm trying to get the message across. Sometimes like, hey, man, my kid was in the car. I'm trying to be sensitive to that. So you know what I'm talking about. Oh, well. The marital aid of the vibrating. Yes. Sort. Right. That is apparently How very much was useful for the spot of the G variety. What? How much was that again? That is $15,000. <laughs> Who's buying? I want to talk to the person who buys it. <laughs> It's, it's somebody that money is no object, right. obviously. See and what I got? Guy who can't satisfy his lady either, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but it is 24 karat gold, so you got that going mm-hmm. for you. Brought to you by the letter G. It's gold. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot going on today. It seems like there is a terror threat in this country. More on that straight ahead. The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. That's PolicyGenius.com. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Do you hear that? 
Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the Department of Defense says there's been 27 attacks against U.S. troops. Yeah. And Iran is responsible for that. Didn't they hear the president and the vice president saying don't? Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Quaking in their boots, Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, they got that message. Well, Unreal. then the vice president echoed that same message. On he did. TV the other night. She yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Very strong. Don't. 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 Very simple. Don't. Don't. When a what? feeble old man is barking from his front porch, don't. You damn well better not. What was like that threat she threw out there right before Russia invaded Ukraine? There will be a response. Oh. Ah. Yeah, that, that stopped everything. A response. Yeah. You got to keep your options open. Well, yeah, you do, David. Unreal. And what are we to make of what we heard earlier? Uh... From the FBI director, Christopher Ray, Because he's saying, yeah, there's been threats. Take out some of our officials. Mm-hmm. But yet someone else that's questioned says, yeah, no credible threats. Yeah. Nobody's on the same page. This is what it's like when the adults are back in charge, I guess. I mean, there are different times where we're just taking in information. You're not quite sure what's going on. And you don't want to overreact. But in this moment, I'm like, that's crazy. That's massive. Again, I want to hear what Ray said. As the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism, the Iranians, for instance, have directly or by hiring criminals mounted assassination attempts against dissidents and high-ranking current and former U.S. government officials, including right here on American soil. And along those lines, Hezbollah, Iran's primary strategic partner, has a history of seeding operatives and infrastructure, obtaining money and weapons, and spying in this country. Okay, so that's obviously concerning. And who was it that said there was no threat? No uh, credible threat? It was the head of the national uh, uh, counterintelligence effort. How is that? Mm. Think about like the business you work for or the business you run. And there are two departments that have completely different answers on the same topic. All I see in my head is the boss going, what the is going on? <laughs> Do you ever communicate? If there's a credible threat, you don't tell this person? I don't know, man. Well, when you don't fear losing your job. Maybe there's more information that'll come yeah, out of yeah. that. It'll make more sense. You know, we'll see. I'm not sure. Uh, from the entertainment world, it's kind of a wild story. People are wondering if Justin Timberlake left the country. Well, what? After Britney's memoir came out, and yes. she was like, oh yeah, by the way, that was a horrible experience being with Justin Timberlake, and he made me have an abortion. 
Yeah. So uh, people are wondering, uh, what happened? Did he actually leave because he disabled all the comments on his Instagram account because mm-hmm. of the hateful things people were saying? Yeah. Well, it is in the book. Um, and it wouldn't be too surprising surprising if he wanted to get away. Yeah. But they're saying, no, it was just coincidence he left to go to Cabo for a family vacation. Spending time with his super hot and not crazy wife. That's the deal. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. That's nasty. <laughs> this is the Markley Game Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yeah, I'm looking up at uh, the news, and right now John Kirby is being questioned uh, by the press about getting aid into Gaza. And tell me if I'm way off base. As I was just looking at that, I thought to myself, that is D.C. in a bubble. And that's news media that is so wrapped up in that part of the story right now. And I'm not saying that it's not a story, because anybody, or I would say most people, feel for the people that are just caught in that firestorm. They're just peaceful people. I think we all understand that. But, you know, you're just a regular person trying to raise your family or whatever. You're in Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Idaho, I'm thinking about all the places we hear from different listeners, Tennessee and Indiana, all over the place. Of course, Texas, Illinois, Oregon. There are people wondering, when are we going to have to deal with an attack in this country? Mm -hmm. Because we've let so many people in, and we don't know who they are. And then you find out today from Christopher Wray, the FBI, there's been credible threats to some of our officials. Well... Not only threats, actual attempts on their lives. Mm -hmm. That's astounding. And maybe some of these journalists (laughs) will ask Kirby about that, because that seems like a pretty big deal. But they are still so caught up in the oppressed and oppressor narrative of what's going on in Israel, they can't help themselves, because that's the big story to them. Right. And... I mean, to me, when you're talking about foreign aid to Gaza to help people who have been affected by this war that their leadership started, to me, it's like, okay, unconditional surrender from Hamas, and then we talk about aid. Yeah, because you know the money's not going to get to those people. Right. It hasn't. It never has. It hasn't today. It hasn't. I mean, it hasn't. I feel terrible for them as well. But it's almost as if the short memory theater has taken place and everyone forgets how this started. Yep. I mean, it's it's remarkable to me. And then you go back to the history of all of this. And I don't know how to say it other than you have a whole group of people, in my opinion, that are believing something that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, do you know? And Israel has not been perfect. I'm not saying that. But, man, they've tried in a number of different ways over the years. 
and the left put out these false maps and then Israel did this and Israel did that. They were attacked. What are they supposed to do? Yes. And and then of course, I mean the 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 media relations people that were in your local Kiwanis club go through more scrutiny than Hamas does. Yeah, and the amount of people. Yeah, they just put a press release. Hamas just issues a press release saying, well, here's what happened. Okay. Yeah, and we they believe run it. with it. Yeah, because they're the oppressed. We believe them. I mean, what you have a clip of some protesters here, David. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was during Secretary of State Antony Blinken, which I have a funny story about Antony Blinken, if you want it, after we hear this clip. I absolutely do. All right, uh, well. But... <laughs> And there it you is. You already stopped the wall. Yeah. From Palestine to Mexico, all the walls have got to go, is what they said, while they were interrupting a hearing featuring the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. Go outside, pick up garbage, make yourself useful, do something. Hell, man, fly to South Texas and, and pick up garbage that there has been go. left by the millions of people who've come across the border. Yeah. Or if you want to go ahead and help out Hamas... Go fund me. We'll send you. Oh, sure. One-way ticket. What's the story about Blinken? Oh, uh, New York Post had the story about his... Uh, uh, they were visiting uh, the White House for Halloween, and Antony Blinken dressed his son up like Vladimir Zelensky. I'm not even making that up. The costume was the president of Ukraine. <laughs> the, dude, I just... It's so cringy. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Oh, Scotty, it's going to be I, all right, I man. Can't. What do you want me to say? I mean, it. You know, it's so He's typical a hero. of that idiot yeah. Blinken. Yeah. I mean, listen, man. We'll find out in the end everything that went down in Ukraine. I'm sure, or maybe we won't. Who knows? He's a superhero in our house. But you can't believe everything that you're getting from left media about Zelensky. Well, of course not. There's some complicated stuff going on I mean, in yeah, Ukraine, and I'm yeah. not saying that we shouldn't support them or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. we got to know, where are the weapons? But Where's again, the well, money? What's it being used for? We're dismissing for? everything we knew prior to this. <laughs> well, I everything. Mean, why in the world, after we've sent so many supplies, so much ammunition, so much money, has this whole, you know, much talked about counteroffensive objectively failed? Yeah. I mean, it, they have not retaken territory back from Russia right now. And I thought, you know, they were getting a ton of supplies and whatnot and support from not only the United States, but in a more limited fashion from European nations. It just seems very odd to me. And then you hear other people who work within the Ukrainian government talk about how much grift is going on. Well, not only that. Okay, because you're good with the memory on this, David. Better than Scott or I. Mm -hmm. Remember the dude that was playing the video games that was leaking all the stuff out, all the information about Ukraine? Oh, the National Guardsman. Yes. And then all of a sudden, then reports actually come out, and it told a completely different story than what our media was telling us mm -hmm. as far as our support in the fight and how Ukraine was doing overall. It painted a far worse picture than we knew of what was going on at that time. Yeah. 
I mean, it just it, goes to show you you can't trust <laughs> legacy media. No, they lie to you all the time. Well, the, you don't know what's going on there. The weird thing is when Antony Blinken's son showed up dressed up as Zelensky, mm-hmm. Joe Biden got very confused and handed him a fully automatic rifle. <laughs> And a bag full of money. A bag of money. (laughs) Barrels of cash. Um, You know, we were talking about these kooks, too, today. You know, the the wall to Mexico, all the walls got to come down, all this stuff and all the protests. There was another piece. This was like the third one I'm bringing into the show today from the free press. This was from Susie Weiss talking about Jewish people in the United States. Uh and it paints the picture that you would imagine of seeing what's going on and can't quite believe it. And she's telling a lot of people's different stories. And again, the free press is certainly not conservative. Um, just to me, they're trying to be honest with their reporting. Emily Rose is 51. She flew to New York. This is the way the story goes. After Trump got elected with her daughters to walk in the women's march. So this is a person on the left. And it also talks about how she demonstrated on the streets of Minneapolis, because that's where she lives in the days after George, George Floyd's death. And she donated all this money to all these different movements, black-led movements, social justice organizations, all of this stuff. Okay. But then after October 7th, okay, she began to notice something odd from fellow progressives. They were cheering for Hamas. She said, I started seeing these intelligent, educated people whose mission is to make our system better for people of color. Mm -hmm. Suddenly posting all this anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian stuff. I'm not changing my values, but screw the allyship. I will not stop fighting because I believe in the causes themselves. But as far as going out of my way to support, to post, to give money, I'm done. I think you should go farther than that, personally. But that's the story that's told again and again from all of these people. And it's to the point, I'll skip over a lot of this, but they tell the story of Jack Hazan, who is a therapist in New York. He has been hosting virtual group therapy sessions for Jews in the wake of what's going on. said, I have clients in tears over this. We spend the entire session talking about it. The theme that's come up again and again is betrayal by best friends who parrot lines like Israelis are guilty of settler colonialism or committing genocide. So there's an element of shock among many um, of the Jewish people he counsels. Said so you're mourning the loss of who you thought was this confidant and friend. But what makes it doubly sad is that you feel the world has turned on you. And I can imagine that. We've said it. I don't know. We're not the only ones that say it. I think a lot of people say sooner or later the left eats itself. Yeah. Again and again and again you see examples of this. And this is another part of it. And progressive Jews in the United States, it's like a massive wake-up call. It's just very crazy. All right. Joe Biden, he had a line. You know, sometimes presidents deliver a line. They become iconic. They're Mm -hmm. known for it. Yeah. Do you think this was Biden's moment? I, I think it was. This will be engraved in a monument someday as he was talking about American greatness. Roll it. American leadership and the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation can take away. There you got it. No idea. 
What do you mean? No None idea. None whatsoever. Put that on a shirt. What, is, what does it mean? What do you mean? It's poetic. And the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation. Yeah, something. You know the thing. Yeah. All right, news update straight ahead. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try, and say whatever's on your mind, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P motivate. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. All right, it's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Uh, White House spokesman John Kirby asked today by Fox News' Peter Ducey about what the FBI director said in front of uh, Congress today, which was that um, there is a heightened terror threat right now because of the... uh, what's going on in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas. Good. Leave it to the deuce to finally ask the question. Yeah. And so, uh, of course, a lot of this uh, then winds up getting tied to the border crisis because the report is now confirmed that 600,000 known gotaways uh, entered the country illegally. And there are some Border Patrol outfits uh, that are saying, hey, by the way, uh, we have reason to believe that some people who were maybe associated with Hamas or Hezbollah or other groups that were part of that group. We have reason to believe that. Okay. Just spitballing here, but, uh, you know. <laughs> little heads up for you. Yeah, little little heads up, okay. Um, anyway, here is uh, Peter Ducey asking 
John Kirby, White House spokesman, about this. There was this bulletin last week uh, the CBP in San Diego said militants associated with the Israel-Hamas war uh, may be potentially encountered at the southwest You're talking about border. the San Diego? Yeah. yeah. And, look, is there so, any heartburn around here? 600,000 known gotaways just in the last fiscal year. Yeah. Is there any heartburn about leaving the border in such a condition that one of those 600,000 could be a terrorist. So let me just break this down for you just a little bit here. First of all, I can't speak to this intelligence report that was leaked to the media. I wouldn't do that. Um, I can tell you that we are constantly monitoring as best we can all ports of entry to the country. Uh, oh, that's a uh, freaking lie. potential arrival of anybody who might. <laughs> best we can. No, you're not. Everybody knows that. How can you stand up there, you weasel, and say that? Get the dog collar for him, too. Big shocker. <laughs> Am I out of my mind? That's nonsense. No, of, of course not. I mean, no. well, best you can is best a loaded phrase. Best you can, 600,000 got away. That's the yeah. best you can. Then you can't do the freaking job. Right. <sighs> Holy. If we could just keep it under 600,000. Right. That's the best we can. I mean, yeah, hey, we're doing everything we can. Yeah. Lay off. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Is there more? You go to the pitching coach. Hey, man, your guys are giving up 16 runs a game. Hey, we're doing the best we can, all right? That's in the first inning. 600,000. Yeah. Wow. We just have to find a way to score more runs ourselves. All right, exactly. We can't get a ball across the plate. You know what you need to do? You need. Well, here's where he pivots, and he, in this analogy, is saying, you need to talk to the hitting coach. We're not getting enough guys on base. Okay. The potential arrival of anybody who might wish us harm. And one of the things that the president asked for in this supplemental was additional funding for border security. No, it wasn't. It was for people to process more people coming in. It was never about securing the border. You're trying to get a future voting block. Everybody knows it. Anybody with a brain? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Sorry. For patrol agents and better technology at the at the border. Oh, I mean, so again, yours. we would urge Congress to take a look at that supplemental request and pass it. But if the general gist of your question is, are we taking the potential threat seriously? Of course no, we are. The general gist. <laughs> Can you imagine if they took it lax? What it would look right. like? What would it look like if somebody were actually asleep at the wheel in their world? <laughs> I don't know. We'd be sending planes all over to pick up terrorists right. to let them come in. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that update. Yeah, you try not to lose it. It's just nonsense. How does that make sense to anybody? It, well, it doesn't. It doesn't. On, on the surface, it absolutely doesn't. No. I'm telling myself, calm down. There's nothing you can do about it. No. You know, if you want to scream. Now I'm transitioning to screaming. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. Well, that says a lot, doesn't it, John? Yeah. Some people say screaming is good for you. It's Halloween. The story comes out. Hmm. Because a lot of people scream, you know, the scares and all that sort of stuff. Um, Yeah, half Americans believe that screaming positively, whatever that means, uh, affects their health. Like it releases stress, that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, that was Yoko when Trump got elected, and she thought that was scream therapy. That's going to help? <laughs> it makes me laugh. Anyway, uh, more than half of millennials say the louder they scream, uh, the better it makes them feel. Huh. Oh, yeah, that was the Ruth Bader Ginsburg right. screamer. That lady who was mad that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Yeah. 
You just had to stay alive. Older adults don't necessarily agree with that, saying they don't like screaming loudly. <laughs> they just don't like it. I mean, sometimes screams are funny. Yeah. I mean, they're maybe not meant funny. <laughs> the Howard Dean scream is probably one of the best ever. If you were going to pick one, yeah, that is probably. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Um, well, I, I, I mean, to me, I think uh, it, it is what the yes. FBI director and others. I wonder when, when the FBI director is out there saying, yes, we are seeing potentially a rise or the, the threat of terrorist attacks within the United States for one reason or another, that's a, a cause for concern. And I do wonder if the media will pick up on this in the same way that they did when they misinterpreted him saying that we're worried about domestic extremists and white supremacist organizations. <laughs> Because they still trot that one out there. White supremacy, oh, yeah. that's the biggest threat that we face. Of course. Yeah, we'll get that update. And you got your big three? Yep, sure do. Scott Robbins, Tribe Fact, coming up right here. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Well, as we've been talking about today, the head of the FBI, Christopher Ray not only said that Iran has either directly or indirectly funded assassination attempts on U.S. soil against U.S. officials, both current and former, which I guess isn't surprising when you think through it, but it's jarring when he says it so casually, just like, oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. And then at the same time, you've got another U.S. official, a counterterrorism official, saying, no, we haven't seen an uptick in threats. And then meanwhile... DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and the FBI director are both saying, oh, yeah, we think there may be a heightened risk of some sort of attack happening. So, But the border is secure. But the border is secure. <laughs> Jeez. So, okay. I mean, it, it, you can get to the clip. The, I just started a rant off air. It's crazy to me, man. I think about all of the men, women, too that sacrificed their lives for this country to watch it get decimated the way it has in the last couple of years by these people that can't do their jobs or they're just doing a terrible job by design because they really want to completely change the country. It's disgusting. Yeah. So what is the clip of Kirby? So here, here White House spokesman John Kirby is asked by Fox News' Peter Ducey, um... What about what the FBI director said about the heightened security uh, uh, presence right now? The FBI director said today, the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Has the White House considered the possibility that a terrorist could be in the country right now after crossing the southern border? Peter, we are always concerned uh, about uh, the potential presence on U.S. soil uh, of terrorists. Uh, uh, coming from overseas. That's something we're always worried about. But there was this bulletin last week. Uh, the CBP in San Diego How? said militants associated with the Israel-Hamas war uh, may be potentially encountered at the southwest You're talking border. about the San Diego? Yeah. yeah. And, looks is there so any heartburn around here? 600,000 known gotaways just in the last fiscal year. Yeah. Is there any heartburn 
about leaving the border in such a condition that one of those 600,000 could be a terrorist. So let me just break this down for you just a little bit here. First of all, I can't speak to this intelligence report that was leaked of to the course. media. I wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, I heard that. I can tell you that we are constantly monitoring as best we can all ports of entry to the country. Again, man, that's just a flat out lie. Or if that is the best you can, you need to step down today along with me, Orcas. And everyone affiliated with those crews. This has been a terrible job. And, you know, different people talked about the border. Well, first, the left was saying it's <laughs> people on the right talking about the border. It's not even an issue as thousands are pouring in. You got Bill Malugin from Fox down there with cameras watching people marching right across yeah. into the country. Well, there's nothing going on there. And finally, well, I guess there is a crisis now that the mayor of New York's griping about all of these people here because that was a publicity stunt that the right. governor of Texas pulled, sending busloads of illegal aliens to New York and D.C., Chicago, everywhere else. And here we are when different people have said, we have no idea who these people are, what their intentions are. And we hear lectures about the Statue of Liberty, how it would be the Christian thing to let people in. No. You got to know who's coming in. Why? Asylum seekers, all that. Okay. I guess enough of that. By the way, before we move on to the Robbins trifecta, speaking of Ducey, did you hear that question he asked um, Green Jean Pierre yesterday about extremists? Anybody catch that? No. I caught it later in the day. I thought this was pretty interesting. I think you might like this. Thank you, Kareem. Does President Biden think the anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists? What I can say is what we've been very clear about this. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there is no place. We have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and, be, uh, and be very clear about that. Remember, what the president decided to, when the president decided to run for president is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017. When we, he saw... Uh, yes, that was the reaction I was looking for there, David. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so because of a bunch of neck-bearded weirdos and, and the chaos that ensued in Charlottesville, he said he was going to run. But you're calling MAGA extremists. You don't have a problem doing that. Yes, I'll just keep this rolling because Ducey gets to that. Uh, with vile, anti-Semitic, uh, just hatred. And he was very clear then, and he's very clear now. Uh, he's taken actions against this over the past two years, and uh -huh. he's continued to be clear. There is no place, no place for this type of vile and despite, despite this, this kind of rhetoric. <laughs> we so hear bad. you guys, though, talk about extremists all the time. It is usually about MAGA extremists. So what about these protesters who are making Jewish I've students feel very, unsafe very on college campuses? Are they extremists? I've been very, very clear. We are calling out any form of hate. Any form of hate. I'll just save you the rest of the time as she stumbles through the rest. She doesn't address the word extremist, ah. as you would imagine. Ah. The president gave a primetime address in Philadelphia to call Trump voters domestic extremists. Yes, he did. The great uniter, <laughs> Joe Biden. 
Hilarious. Oh. All right, Robin, you ready for your big three? Hard to believe that's what he ran on, isn't it? it yeah. Yes. Yeah. People bought it. Come on. Yep. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, the trifecta. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. I think he's ready to go. Well, I'm ready. another World Series game tonight. What do you say? Come on. Gotcha. Pizza in the oven. Got enough for two. I'm ready. Uh, three. Showing up. Uh, what you got for number three today, Scott? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> IRS agents apparently can use fake names whenever they contact you, the taxpayer. It's according to a new congressional report. The House Judiciary Committee documented a case in Ohio where an IRS agent showed up at a taxpayer's home unannounced, lied about his name and his reason for the visit, refused to leave when told to do so by the woman's lawyer. He then threatened to freeze the taxpayer's assets and filed a complaint against the police when they responded to it. Police found the man's behavior strange. They initially concluded he was an imposter. It was only then, after they contacted the IRS inspector general, they learned the man was, in fact, a real agent, using the fake name Bill Howes. <laughs> so if Bill Howes shows up at your place, do not let him in under any circumstances. These guys they said they were going to stop doing this. They, they can use stopped. fake names and lie about why they're there. Man, oh, man. Totally I begin okay. to realize it's time for a change. <laughs> Golly. Very I think I had so. problems with the IRS. I got nothing. Man. <laughs> now, on with the countdown. Wow. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three, up to number two. Uh, National Archive releases treasure trove of Biden's pseudonym emails. Under legal pressure, the National Archive has located 82,000 pages of emails that President Joe sent or received during his vice presidential tenure on three private pseudonym accounts. Your lion dog face pony That is actually, that's one of them, the lion dog face pony soldier account. A total that potentially dwarfs the amount that landed Hillary Clinton in such hot water. He's just a big guy. Kind of big guy, sort of big. We don't know what the names of the pseudonyms are just yet, but we're about to. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Yeah, of course. Maybe he was Bill House, too. Could be. And Could. the countdown continues. <laughs> Scott Robbins, trifecta. Uh, Top three of the day. And finally, yeah. one. Another idiot governor. Um, this time, it's New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. He's a big Taylor Swift fan, you know. I bring this up because, according to a recent report, he is such a big fan of Taylor Swift, he spent over ten grand in taxpayer money to party at one of her concerts. Taxpayer money, taxpayer you say? Taxpayer money. Yes. The revelation has elicited criticism and scrutiny. What they say it was for? Well, the New Jersey governor used the money from an expense account for $12,000 worth of food and drinks at MetLife Stadium. At a Taylor Swift show, and he also went to a hip hop music festival. And his explanation is well, the Democrat State Committee was originally supposed to cover the stadium cost. Nobody knew they failed to do so. So the taxpayer were on the hook for it. In other words, we got caught. Wow. So he's going to reimburse the taxpayers of the state of New Jersey for the Taylor Swift and hip hop music festival yeah. tickets that Governor Phil had. These guys. That guy at a hip-hop music fest is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what a and I mean, He was there to see LL Pander. 
<laughs> well, that dork shows up to a Taylor Swift uh, concert alone. Yeah. It's like, all right, the check is hard drive. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, you know, he's probably taking the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, please. Well, and there him. you have it. Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, I, one quick thing, because I know you're the baseball guy. Yeah. Have you been watching this World Series? Yeah, I watched last night, whole game. When do you predict there's going to be the electronic strike zone? Ooh, I was. There's really, been too many playoff games, I, man. Boy, I, this is terrible. And the dude last night was running a really tight strike zone, but he missed a couple that were really important. Massive. Yeah, massively important. One of them was in particular massively important. In the ninth, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I At first I thought that was a really bad idea, and the more I think about it, the more I think you're showing up on television. They show you up. Everybody in America knows you made the wrong call. Absolutely. So you and should you have right. the technology to make right. the right call. And wasn't this the argument of of, uh, of going back and looking at plays over again anyway, of instant replay? Sure. Because the people at home knew you blew the call. Sure. Everybody knew you blew the call. Yes. Except on the field where it stood. That didn't make any sense. Well, so they changed that. I suppose it makes sense when David brings in this reminder. Yeah, well, as far that, as Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball hates you. It hates your guts. It hates your God. It <laughs> no. hates your family. It hates your worldview. It hates your moral cats. compass. Right. It hates your. And cats. there you have it. <laughs> it. It even ironically hates your baseball caps. But what? What? What, <laughs> what about this? What about this? What? The manager can challenge a ball strike. He gets so many per game. Oh, that's interesting. You okay with that? It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think so too. Because the guy blew it last night. News update and Nimrod's in the news coming. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Uh, I thought this was kind of funny. Corey Bush, a far left representative out of uh, uh, St. Louis, Mm -hmm. tweeted out, This month I co-sponsored a resolution condemning Hamas for hostage-taking and urging their immediate release. We must ensure the safe return of all hostages and the protection of Palestinian and Israeli civilians. (laughs) Well, and this is where Twitter's new function, Community Notes, comes into play. Oh. Corey Bush's resolution did not condemn or even mention Hamas, nor did it call for the release of or even mention the hostages. Bush also voted against the House resolution condemning Hamas. And then they provided a link to her press release page. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Straight up lied. Like, yeah, I did that. No, you Yeah, didn't. I'm looking out for the hostages, huh? No, actually, you're not. Jeez. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, with that, time for Nimrod to throw it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. We start in Key West. Guy from the University of Miami partying over the weekend. It's, you know, Halloween weekend for a lot of people. He was dressed up like a banana. Was he? Yes, for real. Okay. Um, but someone flagged down a cop going down the road. Said, hey, there's a guy over here. He's whizzing over there just out in the open. So cops stop. There this guy is, 20-year-old Kyle Mortimer. The thing is, he's right across the street from a row of porta-potties. 
There it is. I don't know if they were taken at the time or I gotta pay. Whatever it is, you could have waited. Um so cop tries to grab him. That's when Kyle took off, started running in a zigzag pattern, make it harder to catch. But then another cop managed to grab him. They said by the peel. He tried to twist away, but they eventually got him into custody. So he is facing charges for disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. (laughs) Does he think cops are alligators? I'm not quite sure the zigzag. Like not, I think I've heard this somewhere before in your drunken state. Maybe yeah. this would work with cops, too. Yeah, with their eyes on the side of their head. Yeah. yeah. You're not quite sure. Mm-hmm. And then in Pennsylvania, you've got this dude, Glenn Allen Machewski, uh robbed a bank. Had his nine-year-old mom in the car with him. His 90-year-old mom? Yes. It's kind of wild. Uh, the police chief there, John Viola... Uh, was talking about this, said he's never seen anything quite like it before. Officers took him under arrest, but he had his 90-year-old mother with him in the car. We brought her in also. She was she was released later that afternoon. We had to send her home by Uber because there was nobody could pick her up. I've never seen anybody hold up or steal with her 90-year-old mother in a car. So, you know, I wouldn't take my mother on a crime spree, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, that's just sad. Uh, yeah. Poor mom. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe she was the mastermind. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She was the lookout. It's like Kaiser Sose at the end of Usual Suspects. You know, she just (laughs) casually ditches the walker. (laughs) And then we go to Michigan. 32-year-old guy uh, was just parked in the middle of the road. The cops are like, what's this person doing? And so they walk up to the guy, and he says the first thing. He looks at the cops and said, what's the problem? (laughs) He said, why are you parked in the middle of the road? said, well, I was smoking weed. I thought I was being followed. By the way, I've got some meth in the car. Oh, what? Yeah, I got some meth in the car. Cops found over 35 grams of methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia. Holy cow. Man was arrested looking at several charges, including possession of meth with intent to deliver. That's how messed up you got to be. Ah. Not only are you parked in the middle of the road thinking you're being chased, you offer the first words. Now, what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news.